St. Nick's Pontifical Hour. In the beginning was the board, and the board was with the company. And the board was the company. At all material times, the company was a commercial producer of comedy podcasts. Through the board, many podcasts were made. And without the board, comedy was not the same. In the board was the chairman and a man named Cecil Condom. One particular board meeting, they changed the face of comedy forever. Right! I've called this meeting so we can decide upon a name for our upcoming primetime comedy podcast. Now, I believe you have a suggestion, Jenkinson. Yes, absolutely, sir. I was thinking St. Nick something. Jenkinson, come here. Why, sir? Because I'm going to smack you round the back of the head. St. Nick something isn't a bad idea, actually, sir. Cecil, I have heard better ideas from lobotomized stick insects. No, seriously, though. It will grow on you. All right, Jenkinson. Who is the Saint Nick you are referring to? Saint Nick of Christmas fame? No, Saint Nick, patron Saint of Brewers. They're the same person. Okay, uh, Saint Nick of Alcohol Field Christmas Eye? Wouldn't that get us into trouble with the watchdog? That's all right, he doesn't bite. Hold on a minute, who are you? Oh, that's just Mr. Queer. He's a new member of the board. That's an unusual name you have there, Mr. Queer. Yes, I changed it from gay to queer, sir. I thought it would be more politically correct. Wouldn't that be less politically correct? Oh, did I say politically correct? I meant more politically incorrect. Uh, anyway, back to the name. Jenkinson, Sidnick's what? Hour, I think. We're filling a half-hour spot. So? Well, aren't you nervous that it will be inaccurate? We could be sued. It's only off by half an hour. That's double the length. Sir, I really don't think we should get bogged down in the whole accuracy issue. Very well, but I think it needs to be a bit longer. The female demographic will not be satisfied. They seldom are, sir. How about pontifical hour? Cecil, what on earth does that mean? Ah, there, you see. That's the beauty of it. It can mean whatever you want it to mean. Except a half-hour-long show. Words have established meaning, don't they? You can't just say they mean whatever you want. Well, sir, I mean, arguably, language is a subjective art form. I mean, who's to say what I call a fish looks like what you call a fish? I mean, aren't we just all lone islands straining to communicate our ideas through the filtered funnel of language, which, although striving for universal understanding, so often merely brings in stark review the true depths of our isolation? Mrs Griffiths, Would you kindly take out Mr. Jenkinson to be executed? He's being pretentious. Oh, certainly, sir. (coughs) That's enough. I will not have pretentiousness in this board meeting. Anyway, does everyone agree to the name of our new flagship comedy program, St. Nick's Pontifical Hour? Raise your hand if you assent. Sir, this is a radio show. The listeners can't see our arms. Oh, very well. If everyone agrees, shout, slippery nipple. 
Slippery nipple. nipple. When I go to pub, I always order a pint of Beverly's Bitter. It's the only pint for a real butch manly man. It's the sort of beer that puts airs on your bollock air. Brewed in the bloody heart of bloody Yorkshire. It's made partly with the blood of butchered southerners by taking the life essence of these southerners and mixing it with the finest ingredients from God's own country. Beverly's brews a beer that's both incredibly butch and manly and also possessing the quality of immortality. Beverly's dark bitter is so manly its own testosterone levels are through the roof and it's currently on trial for grievous bodily harm on a gorilla. So potent in fact in its sheer manliness, scientists are testing Beverly's as an alternative for gender reassignment surgery. Of course, I'm a ten already, and I'm only starting to feel warm. But then again, I am Mark Butch, and I'm an incredibly butch, manly man. You know, I'm so manly that I can strangle a man merely by shaking his hand. So butch that. Mark! Your timely masseuse is here to give you your exotic massage. Come in directly, darling. Albert T. Swaffle, how do you plead? Not yet guilty, my lad. Not yet guilty? Yes, my lad. Meaning you haven't done the crime, but you will do soon? Yes, my lad, I plan to very soon, if that's okay with you. Okay with me? Of course it's not okay with me. Look, I'm bored of looking at you, so I'm going to let you off this week. But none of that not yet guilty bouldered ass again. Do you hear me? Yes, sir. I was only having a laugh. Yes, well, it wasn't funny. Look, I'll see you next month for the murder trial. Do try to stay out of trouble between then, will you? For goodness sake. Case dismissed. Not yet guilty. Caw, the very cheek. What case is next? It's the case of the People versus St. Nick's Pontifical Hour Limited, my lad. Oh, not that boring twaddle of a case. Listen, bring them in, but tell them to make it snappy. Good afternoon, my lad. Mm, yes, well, it was good until you walked in with this nonsense. You remember, my lad, that the case concerns whether St. Nick's Pontifical Hour breached the implied terms that goods match their description under Section 11 of the Consumer Rights Act 2015 <sighs> by failing to provide a show that actually lasted one hour? Yes, yes. Listen, just hand me the simplified Wikipedia article on it, will you? Certainly, sir. Yes, well, I suppose we'd better hear from the defence today. Take it away, Mr. Baxter. And for my first trick, I will call a witness into existence... From thin air. Good afternoon, Mr. Cecil Condom. And a very gay afternoon it is. Yes, well, I think we'll skip all that stuff about I swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth today. He seems a reasonably honest sort of chap. I am, my lad. Splendid. Anyway, on you go, Mr. Baxter. Thank you, my lad. Now, Mr. Condom, what do you say to the accusation that St. Nick's Pontifical Hour... It's not an hour-long show. I would say, with all due respect, the hour bit wasn't supposed to be taken seriously. Objection, my lad. Mr. Trapezoid, I realise it's my duty to keep a fair balance between the interests of the claimant and defendant, 
But as I don't like your voice, I'm going to have to ask you to keep quiet. Very good, my lad. Go on, Mr. Condom, you were saying? Yes, well, as I was saying, the hour bit wasn't supposed to be taken literally. It was a joke. A joke? What, like the uh, British legal system? (laughs) (laughs) Quiet, quiet, listen. It wasn't that funny. Oh, hello, Mrs. Vonnegut. You want to tell me something? Ah, okay. Now listen, everyone. I've just been given some important news. The writer of this sketch has run out of ideas, so we'll have to end it there. Case dismissed. The claimant is ordered to pay the defendant's legal costs. There's nothing left for me but to pick the best character in this sketch. Drum roll, please. And today, I'll have to pick Mr. Baxter for his wonderful conjuring trick. (coughs) Mr. Baxter, come up and receive your free Amazon voucher. Congratulations. Right, time to go home. All right, I'm Biff Hardman. Yeah, and I'm proper hard. I'm the hardest man in all of Small Eve, Birmingham. Yeah. Stick your head out the window. Hear that? That's the sound of Biff Hartman. Letting everyone within a 1.5 mile radius know that my penis is well below the national average in both length and girth. Yeah. My wife hates my sexy new Vauxhall Astra almost as much as she hates me, which is quite an achievement. Yeah. Do you want to be as hard as Biff? Is your wife also sleeping with other men who have sensible cars and average IQs? Do you lack any moral fibre, self-esteem and have a total disregard for how your behaviour affects other people? Yeah! Then call Biff on 0800 twat and let's cause more senseless, totally avoidable discomfort! Yeah! Gosh, it's a rough life being lobbyists for the gun industry. Yeah, we don't get the credit we deserve. It's as if brown nosing up to politicians on behalf of an industry that's literally facilitating the killing of people is something to be ashamed of here in the UK. It's just not fair. You're right, Mr Godfrey. Course I'm right, Mr Rancid. What we need is a real cultural shift to make our lives easier. You know, America has the Bill of Rights and the Second Amendment, and they're really supportive of gun rights. You know, I was reading through the National Archives website the other day. As you do. And I noticed that we do have a Bill of Rights. Brilliant. Um, Does it have a provision on gun rights? Yes, it does. Look here. It says subjects have the right to arms for their defence. Even better. Look, if we can run a really good advertising campaign based on this, we can turn the tide of public opinion in favour of gun rights. Hold on a minute, though. It says only for Protestant subjects. So? Well, aren't you, uh, nervous it might inflame religious divisions in the country? No, no, not at all. Besides, we're lobbyists. We're not paid to worry about consequences. Twenty years later. The blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Welcome to the Church of England. Now, Timmy, 
Are you ready to receive your first firearm as a good Protestant subject? I sure am! Excellent. Here is your Kalashnikov. Oh, goody! Don't let it go off in church, Timmy! Uh, Sorry, Your Grace. Oh, don't worry, it was only the curate. But be careful next time. And another thing, don't call me Your Grace. We're not Catholics here. Speaking of which, are you ready to round up some Catholics to persecute? Absolutely, can't wait! Jolly good. Meanwhile in Belfast, hands up. But the listeners won't be able to see. Alright, sir. Say slippery nipples then. Slippery uh, nipples? Listen, are you a Catholic or a Protestant? I'm an atheist. Are you a Catholic atheist or a Protestant atheist? You can't say that, you're just bipping off a well-known joke! Ah, shut up, will ye? So, which one are you? Neither, I'm an atheist. I, I don't believe in God. Well, I mean, aren't you a bit frustrated then? I mean, living in a meaningless, random universe which will come to a cold and dismal end. I mean, how do you get through your days without the consolation of Christian fellowship? Well, I I drink. Hello, are you an atheist? Do you have difficulty coping with the big existential questions? Do you miss the reassuring consolation of your childhood faith? Well, why not try the cold and refreshing taste of boot jam? The only beer for the atheists facing the suffering of the world unaided. Oi, it's me, Biff Hardman, and I'm harder than ever. Wanna get hard with me? There's a few requirements, pal. First of all, you gotta be proper hard. Driving 40 in a 20 zone? Yeah! Speeding up, then braking immediately? Yeah, 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 yeah! Zebra crossings, big white lines, park in the middle of them! Do you communicate in monosyllabic words? Are you googling monosyllabic? What does that mean? And finally, do you wonder why your wife is still screwing other men with regular grown-up cars? Why, Sharon? Call Biff Hardman on 0800 still a twat and join the fun. Excellent. <laughs> Just been off phone with Diocletian. Oh, God, he's an I laugh sometimes. Good for the Emperor Diocletian died in 311 AD in split modern-day Pickering. Really? Well, he said his name was Diocletian anyway. Of course, it is possible that there's more than one Diocletian, I suppose. What were you talking about? Oh, well, uh, he was just talking about what a nightmare it was trying to get the Tetrarchy together. Constantius Chlorus were particularly difficult. You want phone with Diocletian, the Roman Emperor? Yeah, absolute mad lad, he is. It was only last week he was telling me how he caused empire-wide inflation and persecuted the early Christians. All your friends Roman Emperors? No, I mean, most aren't. There is Septimus Severus, of course, although I wouldn't really call him a friend, more of an acquaintance. Owen Caligula. Caligula is your friend. Caligula, the member of the Julian Claudian family who made his horse a senator. Yeah, yeah, now there's a mad lad. Of course, it was my idea to make the horse a senator. Your 
old idea. Yeah, I said it would be right, Bantz. Uh, one for the history books. Although, I didn't really think he'd do it. Anyone else I should know about? Well, there is Elagabalus. Elagabalus? Yeah, he would have right laugh. Replace Jupiter at the end of the Roman pantheon. What about Marcus Aurelius? Nah, no, mate, well boring. All that stoic philosophy stuff couldn't cope with it. Because, said most of my friends aren't Roman emperors. Well, who else are your friends? Let me see, uh, there's, uh, Tiller the Hun, uh, Theodoric the Ostrogoth. Genghis Khan, uh, Manzamosa the First, Graham Gooch, and uh, Soliman the Magnificent. Gosh, talk about famous friends, eh? How about you? Do you know anyone famous? No, I'm much, uh, although I did share a tube with uh, Stephen Fry. Golly, Stephen Fry, now there's a name. Yeah, I liked him on QR myself. Gosh, though, I mean, uh, this sketch has uh, really run out of steam. Uh, I would expect to get punchline at this point. Well, can you think of a way of ending it? Not really. Um, how about we just wait here for them to get bored? I'm the more than alright Alexander the Great, and I resent not being mentioned in that last sketch. I didn't conquer half the known world just to be forgotten about in a student comedy podcast. And what's more, to mention a nobody like Elagabalus and not my, not even a small mention at the end. Next, you'll tell my Julius Caesar is more important than my. Oh, will you shut up? They didn't even mention me once. You don't see me complaining, till at least they didn't mention Buddha Smith either. I invented an entire philosophy and they missed me out. To be fair, it really was more of a sketch about world leaders. Pleased to see they slagged off that prick Marcus Aurelius though. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you're better off not being mentioned at all. Will you shut up, for goodness sake? Thanks for that, Thomas Aquinas. Now there's an ordinance of reason for the common good if ever I saw it. <clears throat> next! Oh, I do love shopping for shoes at next. Marjorie, I have to ask, what is wrong with you? I'm afraid I have absolutely no taste. Good grief! Now, I think I understand your present situation a little better. Oh, next has nothing to do with it. Though this season's offerings in the bootleg jean department are a little lacklustre. I miss Yorkshire, Gladys. I'm from Hereford. No. Sorry. The wonderful moors, the coast, the fact there is a town called Halls. There's nothing quite like Yorkshire. Yeah, not quite the same as Wolverhampton, is it? I mean, there are advantages. It's very easy to get your hands on a firearm. Yes, I got an F11 in Waitrose there just the other day. Oh, how could we do without, frankly? Oi, empty your pockets and give me everything you've got. Young man, I don't have everything in my purse. Could you be more specific? <laughs> Were these a little clearer in Yorkshire, Gladys? As you well know, Marjorie, what Rob Eyre is trying to accomplish here is a Rob Berry, as there are witnesses. How do you know my name? You're wearing a name tag from your AA meeting. That's a fair cap. Well then, Mr. Bryce came here the other week, you know, to ravage me. Oh, don't I know, Gladys? Within three minutes of parking in Asda, he was spat at and almost run over by two cars. I tell you, Marjorie, I didn't think he would be able to plough me at all. He was all a flat oh, heaven forbid. <laughs> ah, someone is trying to blow up the wolf front again. 
Do you think we could ask them to blow up that atrocious multi-story car park there as well? It's terrible that you keep losing your own car, dear. I ordered it in salmon yellow for a reason. Now I can't find it anywhere. Oh, look, Rob has made off with it. Oh, oh bloody hell. St. Nick's Pontifical Hour was brought to you by Cedric Conboy and St. Nick with special performances by Louise Griffiths and Lewis Simmons. And now, some short bloopers. Woo! What does that mean? Why, Sharon? <laughs> <laughs>